So good evening, um, everyone, and I want to thank everyone for joining um, Men Working, which we know Men Working is a podcast um, specifically addressing issues that affect men. Our purpose is to help men become better men, better fathers, better husbands, better sons, better friends. And we'll be discussing all types of issues uh, on this podcast. Uh, We're going to talk about things from wealth to health to relationships, um, entrepreneurship, and just really focusing in on, um, you know, finding our purpose, helping us identify that unifying um, as men, helping each other out, empowering each other, and definitely um, highlighting our resilience, um, you know, as men to continue to better ourselves. So today we have... um, Eugene Bond, he's a certified peer support specialist, and he's also a member of the great Kappa Lambda Chi Military Fraternity Incorporated, which is my frat brother. Um, I'm excited to have him on here. He's in the mental health profession. Um, Definitely wanted to have him on board since today and age, there's a lot of... um, Topics and a lot of people addressing um, mental health. Um, we're starting to get more comfortable as a society talking about it. And definitely, if we're going to talk about it, we want to also um, provide some some resources and some 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 tips and some insight onto uh, into um, what mental illness is, and also some places where you can possibly get some help, and then also some some more holistic things that you can possibly do to address um, mental health and definitely we're not coming at you as the specialist so we're not diagnosing or or trying to um, assess anybody but what we are trying to do is just have some more dialogue about mental health um, helping people get more comfortable talking about it and definitely giving some personal opinions on some some opportunities, some, some avenues that um, one may take um, as they're dealing with um, uh, mental health. So, um, brother Eugene, um, you know, just kind of introduce yourself and um, and and talk a little bit about um, why you got involved, you know, in in mental health. Okay. Uh, good good evening, everyone. Uh, this is uh, Eugene Bonds. I'm uh, a native of Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, I'm a retired veteran from the, the Army. I, was, I served in the military for 24 uh, years. I retired, and uh, during that time frame, also, I was a combat uh, veteran. I, I was part of the, the Gulf War. Uh, what got me interested in, in, uh, in mental health is on my journey, uh, uh, coming uh, out the military, I discovered um, uh, through some uh, some harsh things of, of my behavior uh, uh, that I, I suffered from PTSD. I had an anger uh, issue, and from that anger issue, um, I had to seek treatment uh, within the VA services. And from that, uh, it springboarded me uh, getting into this profession. Uh, to help me understand my illness and help others uh, understand uh, their illness. Uh, one of the worst things um, 
that we uh, suffer from is not uh, knowing the origin of uh, if you suffer from any type of illness or whatever, where did the illness come from? Especially with us men. Uh, men, we have a, a, a problem. We've been, because of our culture, uh, we've been designed to be tough. Uh, and uh, the number one word that we love to say is suck it up or get over it. And those okay. words, suck, uh, suck it up uh, or get over it, has... Um, gotten us into a, a position that we don't want to seek help when we uh, when we feeling bad or feeling down uh, or, or we feeling any type of thing that's not considered to be uh, manly and within our culture so so Eugene thanks for for uh, opening up with that because that I'm glad you talked you, you you mentioned that that toughness and that sucking it up um, you know mentality that we as men sometimes have um, but but along that lines, what are some of the most common mental um, illnesses that that um, that we face out here um, in, in just day to day life? Well, believe it, that's a good question. Believe it or not, uh, uh, some of the most uh, common um, uh, mental illnesses uh, is uh, depression, anxiety, uh, bipolar, schizophrenia. And dementia, but the top ones that, that uh, is still uh, is the callus for a lot of things is depression and anxiety. Those are the top ones because it's, it's like triggering points. That's what a lot of people uh, suffer from uh, more than than anything because with depression, uh, depression uh, it, it robs you of uh, of your initiative. It robs you of a lot of stuff, and it. And it, what we have in the military, it, it causes you to uh, have a, a stinking thinking. Okay. And then, and that stinking thinking makes you uh, feel uh, that you're the only one that, that feels the way you feel, and that right there, it, it starts a domino effect on other uh, other things, even with your behavior, your relationship, um, your work, uh, your productivity at work. Uh, just your whole outlook of uh, uh, life. Okay, okay. With, with definitely, um, thanks for sharing that because you know one of the things that that I know um, in dealing with um, you know mental illness and actually um, having some family members that have um, struggled you know for quite some time with anxiety and also mm-hmm. um, and also. Um, <clears throat> Depression is that um, it's a silent killer. You yes, know, it is. A lot, a lot of times we, we don't address it, and it really manifests itself in in our in our body, in our health, in our physical health. Can you talk a little bit about how you know maybe anxiety and depression can kind of um, you know um, manifest itself as symptoms where you can you know maybe as a as a as a brother, as a sister, I can recognize some of these things and some of my friends and significant others. Okay, that's a good question. Um, when it comes to depression and even when it comes to depression, uh, some of the telltale signs is if you had a person uh, that's normally a happy-go-lucky person or even kill, then all of a sudden if you notice that that, that person, be it a coworker, be it a loved one, they start uh, losing interest in a lot of things. Uh, every time I look up there, they're sad. 
Um, they start saying little things where you know they they don't feel uh, they don't feel worthy. Uh, they say you know negative uh, imaging about themselves. Um, they have a difficult time uh, falling asleep, or they might sleep a lot, or they might overeat, uh, or they might just seem just lethargic, uh, lack of energy. Those are kind of like some of the telltale signs of depression. It's, and anxiety on the on the flip side is a person who uh, just uh, gets nervous, starts shaking, um, uh, worry, you know, more worried than than normal, obsessed over the littlest thing. Those are some of the telltale signs of some of your loved ones having uh, anxiety. Now, I also had a had a good friend um, when I was in the um, in the Marines who. Um, we didn't know we didn't we didn't know what it was back then, but um, you know we kept in contact over twenty some years, and and he kind of told me back then we were um, driving a jeep. We ain't had the Humvees. I'm dating myself a little bit, but uh, yeah, me too. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> we were in a jeep, and we were actually on a training mission. And um, he's he's extremely extremely. Um, afraid of birds like it's something that happened to him in childhood and we kind of um you know came in a bush where it was just a whole bunch of birds just came out of nowhere and um and he, he just really froze he just really froze and and, and 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 was just you know breathing real heavy and um, so what we know now and by him admitting you know now we know that was a panic attack Whereas yeah. um, back then we just said, hey, he froze, you know, he, he panicked under pressure, you know, like, you know, it was kind of like a, uh, you know, we were young, you know, 18 okay. years old. And we were like, this guy, would, if he froze over birds, you know, what is this guy going to do, you know, in combat and kind of find yeah. out? It was definitely a, um, a reaction, a panic reaction to having anxiety about his fear of, um, of birds. Yes, and uh, that's a good. Uh, that's a good thing. I'm glad you uh, uh, you brought that up. That that one in particular, because it was something uh, that I forgot to uh, uh, to mention as well. Uh, PTSD is another uh, another one of the uh, the top uh, in the top of uh, mental illnesses. And your friend uh, uh, who had um, that anxiety attack. That's uh, he might have suffered also too from some trauma that he witnessed or experienced which is linked to PTSD the biggest misconception is PTSD is, is combat related it's exclusively combat related but that's not true um, PTSD is, um, is a unnatural thing that happens that your brain can't um, can't decipher and, and it's a traumatic event it's any type of traumatic event that your brain can't process, and it emotionally affects you. And uh, what your friend was saying uh, when he was talking about the birds, that was like a trigger. And that's another thing that we don't know, you know, uh, we're starting to begin to understand in our journey of recovery is we have to start understanding uh, the source of our illness, uh, did we witness something traumatic, did we uh, experience something traumatic, um, uh, what are the triggers? Is it colors? Is it smells? 
it, it, it's all kinds of stuff that now we're starting to uh, uh, dive into. But us as males, like you alluded to earlier, like part of our military culture is we frown upon anybody showing any sign of weakness or acknowledging any sign of weakness because in our in our world, in our culture, in the military culture, regardless of what branch of service, showing any sign of weakness uh, is looked upon as you can get someone killed, the loss of life. Oh, absolutely. And they expect for you, and our culture expects for you to uh, tune that that uh, those anxieties, tune those little insecurities out, and do the job. Just make it happen. No, I I, I, I totally. I totally agree. I think of um, I think of some, you know, just just my personal thing, and I don't. And part of men working is like having men, you know, be able to feel comfortable to share some things that that possibly could help someone else. And I, I remember being in, in the core, and I remember being in boot camp, and um, and where I come from, you know, I'm from I'm from Cleveland, and I'm from definitely an urban area, so the hood, and. Um, and, and where I come from, you don't leave you don't leave a man behind. I see before I got to the military, it was like you know you you came with the you came with your boy, you leave with your boy. You know you don't you don't you don't abandon them. Um, you know in, in a time of crisis. And I remember being in boot camp, and I remember one of the uh, the, the, the recruits that was um, having problems with his weight, and he would constantly you know get the drill instructors would stay on him. Uh, about his weight, and then he was also not very coordinated when it came to marching, and so he just was having a, you know, just a rough time, and, you know, Marine Corps boot camp is three months, and so, and so finally he got tired of, um, I think, just the constant ba- bantering, and um, and he dived out the second floor window of our, um, of our barracks, and I remember us being in formation and drill instructors running over to assist some of the some of the recruits ran over there I was closer to him but we were out like on parade deck so we couldn't really you know get to him even though he was in our platoon but I remember the drill instructors making us march away and I remember um, how I felt and then I remember later on being in a situation similar to that where they were being telling us to leave somebody in our unit behind and it always caused me a lot of anxiety because I always had this thing of, of when that young man jumped out of that window because I was the squad leader I was the young guy and it was always like take care of your men and so I always had this this funny feeling in my stomach and pit of my stomach when I would have to leave somebody that came with me and even to this day if um, if, if, if I have to leave somebody <laughs> that um, came with me it, it gives me a little bit of uh, anxiety and I don't know if, you know, I'm not asking you to diagnose me I don't know if that's a little bit of PTSD no I mean that right there is, is, is human nature that right there is what we classify as survivor's guilt okay because sometimes too yeah, uh, you know we survive and move forward and then we leave somebody behind it's like uh, survivor's guilt to a certain degree and uh, yeah. it, 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 it's in that it falls in that ballpark right there and, uh, and but the hardest thing for us to accept, because you have to remember that our brains are complicated. It's the most complicated computer on this earth, and it's hard to understand how it's wired up 
and, and what little nuances and everything and what triggers this and what triggers that and all. And, you know, what bothered you might not bother someone else and all. And, you know, like with that survivor's guilt uh, to a certain degree. But that's all that was right there. Yeah, that's uh, part of it. It's, it's hard for your brain to digest why. Why did it have to be that way? And then we get then it, it just snowballs down sometimes because sometimes um, people um, have racing thoughts. Like sometimes I have racing thoughts on things that I can't control, and down those racing thoughts fall into the category. Uh, this, this famous thing we love to say: "Woulda, coulda, shoulda." Exactly. You woulda, coulda, shoulda. And we always talk about, well, if we could just go back and woulda, coulda, shoulda, this, maybe this woulda changed this. Uh, maybe if I had stood up for this. Uh, maybe if I had spoken did this. And that's the hardest thing to, to get your brain to wrap around and uh, to be at, at peace with. No, I, I, I totally, I totally understand that. And I, and I, and I, and I've, like I said, I've been in certain situations where I've even felt that as well. So definitely understand that. So as we're talking about some of these things and, uh, and I appreciate you sharing that with us, what are some of the, the, the holistic, you know, approaches that we can take? We, we know, most of us know, um, medication is out there for different things so we know that so we know medication is definitely an option we also know that counseling and getting um, you know, licensed therapists or psychiatrists or psychologists or any type of um, counselor to um, to help is an option but what are some of the holistic things that, that we can do that um, you know maybe some of us don't have um, insurance to cover um, for um, you know mental health um, professionals or any type of medication. But what are some of the smaller um, holistic things? Keeping in mind, we know that if it's something major and something um, life-threatening, that needs to be dealt with professionals. Um, but what are some of the, the holistic things, or maybe some way with anxiety and stress could possibly do to kind of um, you know help themselves off? Okay, uh, that's a good one. Is is um, is various ways you you can do now. If you're a veteran, uh, uh, like some on the members on the, this podcast right now, if they're veterans, they can uh, seek uh, the VA. The VA currently right now is uh, heavily pushing this this concept called whole health, which is uh, holistic and all, and it has uh, a total of it has a, like a total of like seven uh, components uh, what the components uh, consist of is uh, working your bodies uh, so your surroundings your personal development uh, your food and drink your uh, you recharge yourself family friends and co-workers your spirituality and soul and then the power of the mind now saying all of that those areas and stuff uh, what uh, the military has discovered. Uh, I'm just going to answer this this one on the military side. Then I'm going to get with the people who may not be veterans. But on sure. the military side, um, what they discovered was inadvertently they caused the opioid crisis for our soldiers. Okay. So, in <laughs> what I mean by that is what you said earlier about the medication. So, you know, for every time when you felt wrong or you, you sprained something, you did this, 
they said it was a pill, the pill and pill. And then what ended up happening, they inadvertently uh, caused a lot of um, uh, soldiers to, to suffer from opioids and suffer from the, the, uh, the side effects of opioids, uh, be it addiction, be it uh, 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 ruining their kidneys or, or liver or side effects from, from all kinds of medication. Uh, another thing, it was, uh, you remember back in the day, uh, uh, people don't stop to think about it too, is smoking and alcoholism and smoking for veterans. Because sure. that was that was part of our culture. And uh, part of our culture, if you got them, light them up. And, and, yeah. and then you uh, let's go wet these bars down or let's go wet these in Sydney down. And, and so we inadvertently, uh, the military inadvertently. Well, I remember those days. Yes. And so all of that, uh, you know, uh, right now the VA is offering uh, 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 the whole health uh, approach to it. And so all they have to do is get in contact with the, uh, with the VA. And I got a, a website uh, that I say at the end what they can do. But uh, to answer the question uh, uh, for the ones who's not military, uh, what the, fir- the very first thing they have to do is they got to look at themselves in the mirror and say, uh, I am worthy. To, uh, I am, uh, they have to uh, look at themselves and they have to say to themselves, I am worthy. I deserve uh, to be loved and I deserve to love myself. And then from there, uh, the next thing that they need to do in their journey, if they got access to a computer, if they have access to a computer, what they need to do is start Googling uh, 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 places where that offer uh, Tai Chi uh, that, that can help keep a person calm. They can uh, little small exercise groups. Uh, stuff that's free is out there. Uh, they just Google any little thing like uh, people like, like uh, want to lose weight. Uh, you know, uh, they have group support groups for losing weight. They have support groups for uh, just talking about. Uh, just uh, everyday life of fatherhood, everyday life of relationships. They have actual free support groups out there, but you would have to seek it out. You would have to, uh, you would have to take some ownership to do that. And uh, and yeah, think about it. If you can turn on the TV and flip the channel, uh, or if you can, uh, you know, um, swipe on your on your uh, phone, which a lot of us uh, do now. Or if you have tablets, you can do all that. You can do the same thing to start on your journey of recovery and finding free uh, organizations and free things, services that's out there for things that, that's holistic, that, that's not invasive with no drugs or anything like that. And you it's know, free. I'm glad you brought up that uh, the, the programs that are free. I, I, um, I just recently... Um, I've been looking for a building. Actually, my wife has, um, and we have a custom apparel business, and um, we've had it for over two years, and it's been going on our third year this March coming up. Uh, big milestone f- for her and for us, and so I'm excited about that. But we've been looking for some commercial buildings, and we actually uh, went over on Edgewood, uh, over by Post and, and Edgewood. Uh, Kind of on the what do you say the west west side, and yeah. um, we came across um, uh, one particular area 
and there's a library in Murray Hill. So we're in the Murray Hill area and there's library in Murray Hill. And uh, my wife is um, becoming cer a certified yoga instructor. And yeah. one of the things she's done is um, they had yoga in the park, which was free. So she went out there to you have to get so many practical hours um, with other um, certified yoga instructors in order to get your certification. And so uh, she had me out there um, yoga in, doing yoga in the park. And, um, and then we went to Murray Hill and um, two yoga studios have sprouted up um, in, in that area. And one of the things that they're doing is they are um, actually um, doing free classes of Tai Chi that you brought up, and they're doing um, free classes of yoga um, at the Murray Hill Library in the evenings. Um, just have to call the uh, Murray Hill um, Duval uh, Public Library uh, for those people in Duval, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, they have some free classes there. And then something else my wife does is she gets on YouTube um, when she wants to, um, you know, just check out a new yoga instructor and you yeah. just put in the bar um, yoga and then you'll have some yoga.